0: In Ag and Review, for the week ending April 4th, USDA released their crop planting intentions report this week, and Tyron Spearman had this report regarding the effect it had on the peanut market.
1: In the peanut world, contracts were being offered last week, but early this week, they were pulled. The $400 per ton contract for the new 2014 season has been pulled by most shellers, and everyone is amazed at the tremendous increase in acreage that was announced by USDA. The big surprise was... The Georgia estimate, it said that the nationwide, the acreage of peanuts through the next year would go up 29% nationwide, but Georgia was a big surprise, 53% increase in Georgia, and that really stalled the market right now. Checking on the market loan program, 2013 crops still remaining in the loan, 1,452,000 tons was placed in the loan, they have sold out 310,000 tons, leaving 1,141,000 tons. I'm Tyron Spearman for Southeast AgNet.
0: But at least one analyst isn't putting too much stock into the report. Here's that story. A quick look at the prospective plantings for 2014 across the nation easily shows that soybeans, peanuts, and cotton are up while corn numbers are down. But DTN senior analyst Darren Newsom says a closer look at all the variables lets us know that much of that is still up in the air, especially here for the southeast. It's going
2: to be interesting where we start to see some of these Changes in acreage take place. I know, you know, the Southern Plains certainly lost some corn acres. Uh, Northern Plains lost some corn acres. It was the Southeast that seemed to, you know, there seemed to be a big question mark uh, as to which way it was going to go. Are we going to start seeing more cotton going back in? Are beans going to dominate? Corn going to make a comeback? And all of these things. Um, so I think that has yet to completely play out. But there were certainly some interesting numbers in uh, in the Monday report.
0: And just what will determine the play out of those numbers? Newsom says it will be two things.
2: And it's the simple two things. I think it is going to be weather. You know, it is weather going to continue to play around. To me, it's the key.
0: And then there is price.
2: They're going to take a look, you know, particularly producers in the southeast who can get the crop in the ground a little bit sooner maybe than up in the upper Midwest and so on. You know, they're going to be taking a look at the September corn price or they're going to be looking at the these corn futures and they're going to be comparing that to what they see in the November soybean market. And you know, if there's an opportunity there and if the weather allows, certainly I think they're going to jump in and and maybe at the last moment change some of their planting planting ideas.
0: Newsom says farmers will, of course, be watching the weather as well as any changes that USDA's May Supply and Demand Report reveals. And for our livestock producers, although they will soon be able to start applying for disaster assistance by April 15th, Randall Wiseman has this advice.
3: Farm Service Agency Administrator Juan Garcia encourages eligible producers to register for farm-bale-related livestock
4: disaster programs prior to sign up. There'll be a lot of new ranchers that may have never participated in our programs, so we're encouraging those producers to come in early and let us know of their farm records and be ready. By the time we begin sign-up, we'll do a lot of the initial work beforehand, and the sign-up will go a lot smoother. He says there are two farm-bale livestock disaster programs. The main program that we're going to be administering is a livestock forage program and that provides benefits to producers for their forage losses that they suffer in a period of a calendar year. So they can receive up to five months of payment per adult beef cow based on the severity of the drought. We use a U.S. drought monitor for eligibility of a certain county. So there are some areas that may receive two monthly payments, some three, and even in the most extreme drought areas they could receive up to five months of payment. The other program is a livestock indemnity Program, which covers death losses of their livestock due to a natural disaster. If we go back to the blizzard in South Dakota and some of the states surrounding South Dakota that lost thousands of head of cattle, we're going to be providing benefits to those producers that lost their cattle. So that's an important sign-up.
3: And Garcia explains what documents are needed for producers to register for Farm Bill-related
4: livestock disaster programs. With the new Farm Bill, the programs are retroactive beginning October the 1st of 2011 and ongoing at the present time. So it's very important for those producers that are applying for benefits, whether it's a livestock forage program, which will need an inventory of their livestock numbers during those periods of time, and the livestock indemnity program, it's important to have any type of record that they have of their inventories, any type of documentation as to how many cattle that they lost. So all that information is important for them to start gathering together. So along with any changes in their farming operation, when they come to the office, It'll make the sign-up a lot smoother for them. He
3: said producers should check with their local FSA office to determine eligibility.
4: I know they're going to come in the office and they're going to ask about the programs. We'll be ready to provide them information, but any records that they can get beforehand, especially on the amount of pasture that they own, any pastures that they have leased, is very important for all those years that they want to file an application for. For
3: more information, again, stop by your local USDA service center or go to their website at fsa.usda.gov.